0: To be a wordsmith is defined as a person who writes, an author, a journalist, a person who commits their thoughts to paper. But I believe it is so much more. The ability to craft a story, to change lives, transport the ordinary life to an extraordinary place, to put words on paper and awaken the imagination in ways that the reader never dreamed possible. Yes. To have the ability to see what isn't there and make you see it too. To awaken the senses in new and amazing ways, like feeling a cool breeze on a hot summer day on your cheek. To smell wildflowers as they bloom. To taste a delicacy on foreign soil. To feel like you've never felt before, touching places long forgotten, connecting your soul in new ways. That's what writers do. It's my pleasure to host Carolina Writers Speak, a new podcast, a chance to hear actual writers' voices, hear what inspires them, experience their trials and their struggles, and realize that we all have a story and it's worth telling. Hi, I'm Rose Cushing, the host of Carolina Writers Speak, and my guest today is Annette Sanook Clapsaddle. Annette is from the Cherokee, North Carolina area. It's a very accomplished woman and a very accomplished writer. So, Annette, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be with you. Tell us a little bit about you as a person. Well,
1: um, I was born and raised uh, in the Cherokee, North Carolina area uh, and grew up um, in a family that owned a small business, so I spent most of my summers kind of in the river behind my dad's uh, mill shop um, with cousins playing and whatnot, and I left um, home for uh, undergraduate and graduate um Pursuits. Uh, I went to um, Yale University for my undergraduate degree in the College of William and Mary in Virginia um, for my master's degree, both in American studies. And while I was away, I got my secondary teaching license in English. And so when I came home, I worked some for the Cherokee Preservation Foundation. I worked for a former principal chief in his office, and then most of my career has been spent in the high school classroom teaching English and co-teaching Cherokee Studies. Um, But my debut novel, Even As We Breathe, was published in the fall of 2020, and that's kept me so busy um, that last spring I left the classroom and I've been writing full-time for almost a year now that's fantastic I I should say (laughs) I should say don't get mad at me for not mentioning that I have two young boys (laughs) their names are uh, Ross and Charlie Ross is 14 and my youngest
0: um Charlie is 10 and my husband's name is Evan very nice what a nice family so tell us a little bit about um even as you, we even as we breathe, because that's such an intriguing title. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, even as we
1: breathe is uh, set the summer of nineteen forty-two when the Grove Park Inn and Resort in Asheville held um, Axis diplomats and uh, foreign nationals as prisoners of war for the summer, and that's that's a historical part of, of the novel. Um, And then my protagonist, uh, County Sequoia, is a 19-year-old young man from Cherokee who goes to work there that summer and um, is accused of being involved in the disappearance of a diplomat's daughter. So within the novel, he has to prove his innocence. He's also unraveling a mystery back home, Um, and he's joined at the end uh, by S.E. Sequoia, who... Excuse me, Essie Stamper, who is also a young woman uh, from Cherokee, and uh, they have to navigate their own relationship in the midst of everything else going on at the end. And so it's really a story about, um, even though it's historical fiction, it's really a story about very contemporary issues and themes, um, such as race, class, and uh, citizenship, and how we determine who belongs where and when.
0: That's a, that's amazing, and I had no idea that they had prisoners of war at the Grove Park Inn. That's an interesting fact.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's something that um, drew me to this book project because, like I mentioned, I'd grown up in the area and had not heard of that history. My husband's a historian. We have lots of local historian friends, and so the Asheville Citizen Times... Um, really had just about a paragraph on this history related to another story Um, and I read that and was was so interested in kind of a hidden part of our uh, regional history that I wanted to pursue it in a fiction format.
0: Yeah I love that idea how intriguing. Now you have a work called Going to Water that won a bunch of awards Mm -hmm. so tell me a little about that. Mm -hmm. Sure, that's my first uh, full-length manuscript.
1: It is unpublished. It came close to publication uh, a couple times, but it's currently shelved. Um, and it is the f- it is a fictionalized take on <clears throat> my grandfather's life. It's not about him, but it really is based on his character. My grandfather, Osley Birdson, was a two-term chief for the Eastern Band Cherokee, and he was also a world heavyweight wrestling champion. Wow. And he, <laughs> and he, he ran a, a souvenir business um, in Cherokee. And so as you can imagine he, he was a bit of a character. Um, one, you know, He was a man I didn't know. Uh, he uh, died from complications of diabetes before I was born. And so I spent a lot of time hearing stories about him, and I'll never be able to, to know which ones are true and which ones aren't because there are so many sensationalized stories about him. Um, so I, I look to fiction to kind of wade through those um, and, and really study what makes a man like that. So uh, that un- unpublished manuscript um, is that story. And it may be one that I come back to um it's not my, my primary focus right now. It needs some work, I think. Um, but maybe one day I'll
0: come back to it. Very nice. I, I think you should. It sounds like a really great opportunity. hmm So are you traditionally published or self-published? I am traditionally traditionally published with the University Press of Kentucky through their Fireside Industries imprint. Very nice. Now, when you were working on your book... What would you say is the biggest obstacle that delayed you from, or not necessarily delayed you, but took the longest to overcome to get the book out there?
1: Oh, wow. I think, I mean, really the biggest obstacle is just having the patience with a publishing uh, pathway, you know, to know what's the right way to go, uh, who are the right uh, folks to approach, um, and, you know, in the end, I had options like going with a certain agent but knowing that that agent wanted different revisions or going with a publisher, which was a smaller publisher, um, but one who really understood my work and knew the direction I wanted to go in. Um, and so I think, you know, in general, and the big picture of things is that patience and that confidence in, in your work um, that's, that's the hardest to to hang on to um through the
0: process i agree i think that's really a tough decision because you know on one hand you think well if i go this way i got a good chance that it being successful and selling well but what Mm -hmm. do i have to give up to get there you know so i think that's a a good question and i think you Mm -hmm. chose wisely thank you so you also are involved with the north carolina writers network
1: I am. I am the current president of the North Carolina Riders Network, which is a fantastic organization for riders across North Carolina. Um, and we have representatives. Uh, I, I, we're close to every county, if not every county. Our, our goal is to have riders represented in every county uh, in North Carolina. And we offer um, all kinds of support, everything from our annual conferences in the spring and fall that um, is is like a long weekend of workshops and um, opportunities for writers to gather and network and learn from each other, um, to other resources like uh, contests that are listed through our page um, and connections to... um, you know, all, all the resources that writers need, including editing and whatnot. Um, and so it's, it's just a re- I mean, North Carolina is so rich in writers. Um, it's just a really great way to be connected across this very long state. Um, and make that, that lonely process of writing, um, a little more, uh, community based. Um, so I'm, I'm thrilled to be working with the network and have been a member for several years now.
0: It is a great network. I've been a member for, I don't know how many years now, but it offers so many vast resources to our writing community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, now what kind of advice would you give writers that are trying to break into the writing business, so to speak, as to how to to do that and stay with it and be successful?
1: I think, number one, just from my experience, the most important thing I did was attend writing workshops um, to build that community. You know, I live in a very rural area, so some people have writers' groups in their own community, and I think that's great. But I, you know, I'm not in a highly populated area, so I sought out other writing workshop opportunities. Uh, the Great Smokies Riders Program uh, in Asheville uh, has some great classes that I took part in. And then the Heimann Settlement School in Heimann, Kentucky offers the Appalachian Writers Workshop, which is hands down a transformative experience for me. They offer that every summer in July, um, and what that does is allows me to number one focus on my work and make sure that I meet deadlines required of workshops. Uh, so you know, getting my my rear end in the chair, so right. to speak. Um, and then also, um, learning from that critique process, uh, in, in a workshop. You know, reading other people's work, talking about craft intensely, I think is so important. And then ultimately building really authentic communities around writers, um, that you connect with. And, um, I think if I could offer one piece of advice, it's, it's for younger writers or newer writers, um, to, take part in workshops and i don't think that that's just the beginning of career thing i mean i think workshops are helpful throughout your career it may just change which workshops you attend
0: i agree um we my writers group is doing workshops now in fact i'll be teaching one on marketing saturday
1: the north carolina writers
0: network just wrapped up a series of workshops recently can you tell us a little bit about those
1: Um, Yeah, and I apologize I don't have all the titles uh, in in front of me. Um,
0: That's okay. Yeah,
1: the North Carolina Writers Network um, offers, well, they offer everything from from, uh, workshops for, generative workshops for beginning writers um, through the editing and marketing process. And as I mentioned, um, they just had their their spring um, writers, workshop conference or excuse me writers conference um and that did, there are so many opportunities there i was unable to attend this year i was in the middle of a mountain biking race um, <laughs> <How> but, <cool. laughs> um <yeah. laughs> but um that's just a great opportunity to do to kind of jump from different genres um and sometimes they have manuscript um critiques from agents um So that happens twice a year. There's a fall conference and a spring conference.
0: Very nice. Very nice. So um, what's left on your bucket list? Are you working on a new book or what you doing now?
1: Yeah, I am. I'm working on a new novel. Um, It's a contemporary set with a female protagonist. Um, And it's it's looking at a modern political landscape, um, but... I am kind of digging into our um, traditional Cherokee values that uh, come from our origin stories, and I'm, I'm going to overlay that landscape with those values. Um, and so, um, it's it's really complicated to talk about a work in progress, but uh, I'm excited about it. Really exploring kind of contemporary Cherokee, uh-huh. um, and so that's that's my primary focus. I'm always writing articles and whatnot. Um, I'm at the Arboretum today um, in Asheville because this is North Carolina year of the trail. Yep. And so every day, <laughs> every day in 2023, I am on some kind of trail. Um, I'm either mountain biking or hiking or walking. Um, and so today I had two appointments that were spaced pretty far apart, and actually now three appointments spaced pretty far apart in Asheville and so I thought it would be a great day to come over to the Arboretum
0: It is such a beautiful day and I'm part of the trails program as well because I'm a horse girl so we we do horse riding on trails So great. Yeah, absolutely. A wonderful project for this year. For those of you that are listening that may not know, North Carolina is celebrating being out on the trails, whether you're walking or riding a bike or riding a horse or whatever, but get out there in the, the world and, and be part of that fresh air and sunshine. Yes, yeah,
1: yes, yeah, absolutely. So I've been keeping a blog on my website um, every day. And I update it once a month with with the pictures and the experiences. And I've just learned
0: so much from being mindful about getting outside every single day. That's so awesome. Now, your book, Even As We Breathe, how can we buy that? Um, you can buy it any way that you prefer to buy books. Uh,
1: my preference is that you go to your local indie bookstore or you buy it from them online. You can buy it from University Press of Kentucky um, on their website as well, um, and of course you can can buy it um, other ways where you may purchase many things. Um, but the indie bookstores um, really benefit the most, and your communities benefit the most when you when you buy from them.
0: Absolutely, buy local and support local for sure. Now, That's how right. how can people follow you, Annette?
1: Uh, I am pretty active on social media, um, so. it's because I have such a unique name, it's real easy just to Google Annette Sanu Clapsaddle. Um, and I have, my website will come up. It's com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. And I don't use any crazy names. It's pretty much my, <laughs> my regular name, uh, is the easiest way to find me.
0: All right. That sounds really good. I can't wait to read your book. So remember, folks, when you're out shopping, you want Even As We Breathe by Annette Clap- Sanuk Clapsaddle, and we'll buy it from a local bookstore. Right. Thank you so much for being on the show, and if you'll hang on when I close out, i got a few more things to ask you. For everybody out there listening, as always, I really appreciate you listening. Thank you, and stay tuned for the next one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Everybody has a story. Just let your mind drift away and find yours. I know it's out there. What are you waiting for?